What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? That if we just took a break from the busyness of our lives to just stop and look around, to consider the things that we encounter all the time and overlook, the lessons that we would learn from our children and in our homes, our families, what if I told you that everyday ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? Hey everybody and welcome back to the Set Your Mind Above podcast. I'm your host BJ Sype. I'm a Christian, a preacher, a husband, and a father. In this podcast, we take everyday, ordinary events and explore how they can teach us extraordinary, eternal truths. I'm so glad that you've joined me for this episode. Now, let's open up our minds, our hearts, and our Bibles together. Well, if you listened to yesterday's podcast, you are aware that I have quite a few things that I'm trying to figure out right now. I had somewhat of an intervention of sorts over the past few days. It started with several phone calls yesterday from some dear brothers in Christ here, as well as my father-in-law in in North Carolina. Then last night, we had a four-hour sit-down with our dear friends and mentors, Jonathan and Christy Lieber. They talked, prayed, and encouraged me and helped me to work through how I got to the place that I have. This morning, I had conversations with two of our elders in depth about the place that I'm in and some changes that I have planned on making going forward. Bottom line, I have just been trying to do too much. And while I have not allowed my work to suffer as a result, I have been, and so has my family. I have not been the kind of husband or father that I need to be because of how stretched thin I have been. We have careful steps moving forward to address all the areas that have suffered. Time at home, being pulled away so much from many requests and obligations, my sleep schedule or (laughs) lack thereof, my diet, my commitments to the church, etc., While I don't necessarily need to detail all of these things to you in today's special announcement, there is one that will significantly impact this podcast that I need to share with you. I have loved this being a part of my regular schedule, but putting four episodes out each week is extraordinarily time-consuming. I didn't realize exactly how time-consuming it was, until I started keeping a log of how I spent my time. In fact, in the past, we had originally done five a week, and then we changed it to four. We are going to be making yet another change going forward. At least to start, the Set Your Mind Above podcast is going to be moved to just one session a week. While this will be a big change from what we normally do here, it is not a departure from what most podcasters are capable of doing. If I had listened to the wisdom of my peers, 
I would have known from the beginning that perhaps I was being a little overambitious to commit to such regular episodes on a near-daily basis. Well, I understand now. Perhaps in the future, we will be able to add another episode, and we will have two a week. But for the time being, we will revert to one episode every Tuesday until I can get things back on track in my life. I want to thank all of you for your patience, understanding, and continued support as I work through these growing pains. We all have our unique struggles in our faith and in our daily lives, that is certain. The biggest question is how we will respond to those struggles and challenges. I am trying to do the hard things right now to right the ship that I've been driving into the ground. I want to ask you for your prayers as I navigate some other significant changes in my life, and I am sure that I will share some of these things and let you in on them in future podcast episodes. I look forward to still sharing my life and my faith with you once a week and exploring how everyday, ordinary events can teach us extraordinary eternal truths. So tune in each Tuesday for a new podcast episode. For today, however, I have a very special surprise, and a first for this podcast. We are going to have a guest on the show, and it is none other than my good friend and mentor, Kenny Embry. Kenny is the host of the Balancing the Christian Life podcast, which I have referenced several times and had the blessing of being a guest on a few times as well. If you're not already subscribed to his podcast or signed up to be a part of his summer lectureship that he is hosting, I would highly encourage you to do so. Not only is he a fellow podcaster, but he is also a fellow listener like you. Recently, he reached out to me knowing that things have been in flux for our family after we took our last short little break, and he said that he would be willing to record a few sessions for me to use in a pinch if I thought that would be helpful. Well, after hearing yesterday's podcast, he wasted no time in rushing to my side to support me how he could do so best. I think you'll find his words very encouraging. And there is no one more fitting to be the first guest speaker on this podcast. So without any further delay, let's open up our minds, our hearts, and our Bibles together as Dr. Embry helps us to set our minds above. What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? Take a break from the busyness of your lives to just stop and look around. Consider the things that we encounter all the time and overlook. Just think of all the lessons that we can learn from our children in our homes or our families. What if I told you that every day, ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? I'm Kenny Embry, helping out BJ Sype. Welcome to the Set Your Mind Above podcast. So I got this email from our homeowners association. 
We don't get these emails often, but they always end up being something else we have to do to the house. So it's never good news. Last time I got one, we had to take our pressure washer out and clean the dirt from our sidewalk and driveway. A nuisance, but easy enough. This time, they wanted us to weed the landscaping in the front yard. Really? When did they become the lawn police? The reaction I have to this is pretty much the same every time. I wonder what kind of person has a job to go through everybody else's property and criticize it. How do I get that job? Must be nice to be able to walk around with a clipboard taking pot shots at everybody else. Part of me wants to find out who's doing the inspection so I can get to her house and find problems with her yard. Where does she get off telling me what I have to do on mine? Then I look around my yard. Oh, yeah. I see some weeds. Okay, I see what they're talking about. So, yeah, they got me. Then I start thinking about my neighbors, who obviously are worse offenders than I am. I mean, the guy with the pink flamingos and the weeds masquerading as grass? <laughs> How does he get away with it? Where's the neighborhood busybody when everybody else skates by? And how was I the guy who got caught in the crosshairs? You see, it feels like I'm the one being singled out. And I kind of hate that. It's unfair. And I'm not wrong. I can easily think of lots of others who are worse. And for some reason, I feel like I'm the one getting picked on. Peter wrote two small letters we include in the Bible, but it seems like he understands where I am. Is my HOA picking on me? Well, yes, they are. But they're picking on me for something I deserve to be picked on for. I see the weeds. I see the problems. And rather than admitting there's something I need to fix, I much prefer to feel like the victim, attack the messenger, and somehow feel like I'm the only sane one in this whole scenario. In Peter's second letter in chapter 3, he asks an important question. The world is going away. God is going to come to bring his followers home. And in verse 11, he asks, What sort of person ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness? I hate to say this, but the HOA... <laughs> was right. I was someone who let the weeds get out of control, and that's my fault. I'm not a victim. I'm the perpetrator. When Jesus came here to talk about God's kingdom, he directly addressed the shortcomings of the Jewish leaders. Matthew 23 is probably the harshest and most direct he would be with them, and that's where the Jewish leaders had a moment to decide what they were going to do with that criticism. Were they going to do a counterattack and try to show just how bad Jesus was? And they were going to have problems with that because Jesus didn't have problems. Or were they going to take the accusations, stop playing the victim, and shape up? It's easy to say all the Jews went against Jesus because most of them did. Some of them, though, figured out Jesus was probably talking to them changed. They recognized the person who was so critical was actually helping them make something more beautiful. 
Paul talks about some Jews who changed their minds about Jesus and became important to the work. If we figure out what we can do with criticism, it can be a powerful way for us to take something ugly and make it something incredible. I read that letter from the HOA to my wife, and the look in her eye told me she read something I didn't. The next weekend, she went out with some gloves, a hand shovel, and a trash can. (laughs) I looked around the neighborhood. Apparently, we weren't the only one to get that letter. I saw a lot of people with gloves and trash cans. Before I knew it, there weren't any weeds the HOA could ding us for anymore. And then she asked me if I would take out this big plant we'd always meant to get rid of. Before I knew it, I had a shovel, and where we had once had an eyesore, there was a hole. Then Katie asked what I thought would look good in that front space. I hadn't even considered that. I mean, it only makes sense once you take something out to put something beautiful in its place. And then she said, we ought to go to that cute little landscape store we pass every time we go to church. We bought a few pots there, some topsoil, and then got a few plants from Home Depot. I hate to admit it, but that stupid little letter from the HOA is the reason we have something beautiful growing in our front yard now. God sees some weeds in all of us and asks us to stop bickering with him and get out some gloves, roll up your sleeves, and get working because there's something beautiful he's wanting to grow in you. If you've benefited from BJ's podcast, please share it with others who would benefit from it as well. So until next time, know that I love you, God loves you, and may we each and every day set our minds above. Oh, and go out and be good and do good.